well, this is unusual. Um, doing this almost as an experiment. Uh, I'm not on a walk. I'm sitting in my flat. Um, I very much like to be walking today. It's a beautiful day out there, and I may, I may end up walking. Um, but um, actually, I haven't been feeling too well recently. I've got uh, this weird uh, kind of long cold, uh, and it uh, doesn't seem to be shifting at all. So much as I'd like to continue doing my normal thing, I've decided to take it easy for a few days. And um, I'm becoming very aware that it's been ages since I posted, so um, it seems like a sensible thing just to do a post of some kind, uh, just to signal that I'm still around, still wanting to do these podcasts. Um, a couple of things I will mention, uh, Reverend, uh, Reverend Master Mugo of uh, Jade Mountains blog, which is at jademountains.org, has been posting some really wonderful posts recently, um, very honest uh, posts about what she's been up to and the, the sort of texture of her days uh, recently and it's been it's been excellent to read, really inspiring. And also at Throssel um, a number of very good talks have appeared uh, on their website and uh, I definitely recommend definitely recommend that if you if you google Throssel Hole Buddhist Abbey and go to their Dharma Talks page you'll see a number of extremely good talks including many now that have been videoed in the ceremony hall which is always lovely to see um, it's a fantastic place and a wonderful atmosphere which comes through to to some extent in the videos so I uh, heartily recommend those In terms of uh, me, well, um, I've ha I've been having uh, ups and downs, but I've been maintaining my meditation throughout, and um, as is pretty much always the case, so it seems. Um, really, every down is an opportunity. It's a, uh, an opportunity to go deeper and to embrace whatever is there within meditation. Um, and uh, I think the nature of it, of the practice really, is that when you head downwards, it's generally through attachment. In my case, it's very often attachment to the absence of things. I don't want to feel in a particular way, or I don't want to be without certain things that I find comforting. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and uh, obviously there's also attachment in terms of positive attachment, attachment to things that I have and fear losing. And of course, at the moment, there's an awful lot of people dealing with both, both of those types of attachment as, as ever. And as I've said many times in, in previous talks, um, the essence, in a sense, of the practice is precisely to 
to be with those feelings without judgment and without adding to them, without adding energy to them. And as ever, describing it in these terms seems almost like a pastime or a futile, inactive, I was going to say activity, but I'm not sure you can have an inactive activity. Maybe you can. And the reason these descriptions aren't accurate is that there is a kind of a layering of our consciousness and perception of the world. And most of the time, most of us, our attention isn't equally split or spread between these layers. We tend to favour layers which are close to us or seem close to us and therefore obscure other points of view, other what you might call the bigger picture. It's almost like looking into a hand mirror and seeing this great looming face. It's easy to think that we are individually as big as that. In meditation, there's an, a very strong element of letting go of our attachment to any particular layer. Master Ji, you talked about um, a beckoning that goes on in meditation. Not that we are doing anything to beckon, it's just that meditation is itself a beckoning to the truth, to reality. And that's why the, the elements of um, non-grasping, non-activity, are actually powerful because it's through grasping, through doing, that we constantly reaffirm and rebuild these views, which are ultimately what obscures us from seeing deeper into things. One of the saving graces is that this obscuration is never, certainly in my experience, it's never complete. There's always enough truth that seeps through one way or another to make us feel uncomfortable with our view of the world, our picture of things. It's easy to see this as a negative. Discomfort is uncomfortable. So One of the things which is kind of built into the practice is actually acceptance of the uncomfortable. It's not that we seek out suffering, but we are willing to experience reality as it is. And there is as much discomfort and difficulty 
at this moment or at this time as there is. <laughs> Suffering exists. It's a part of the reality of being a human being and actually not suffering, not perceiving that which is unsettling or disturbing or unsatisfactory. It's very often an indication of an unbalanced view, a denial of things. One comforting thing is, again, in my experience, once we start doing this, our relationship with suffering shifts. There begins to be a recognition of our role in our own suffering and how discomfort need not be suffering. So there is a shift but in order to experience the shift, we have to be willing to be still with difficulty and discomfort. We also have to be willing to be still with enthusiasm, happiness, peace. And these things can be quite hard to be still with, in fact. I've certainly grabbed onto those things as they've appeared in the past. I think I mistook them for the goal of meditation to gain happiness, gain some kind of permanent state of bliss, something like that. And it's not that there aren't experiences of happiness, even experiences of bliss on occasion. But it's that these things are part of a flow. And unless we allow the flow to flow, then there is stagnation. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the things that struck me recently about <coughs> how the, the media tend to handle things and how very often the most um, prominent voices in public seem to handle things is a very emphatic partiality, a one-sided aspect to their opinions and the way that they express them. These days, this is very attractive to listeners. It grabs people's attention. Either they agree or they vehemently disagree. I think it's an opportunity for us all to recognize the insufficiency of that, the unsatisfactory nature of that, and not get pulled into it. 
I think it's important to come from one's own centre. I think in the midst of all this separation and factionalism, there is also, uh, also a growing movement towards authenticity, simplicity and humanity. And I think a recognition of our multifaceted nature, our strengths and weaknesses that every individual has including the ability to fool ourselves and the ability to wake ourselves up in, in small and large ways is included in it's all included in our humanity recognising our own humanity means that we can relax and in doing so we are able to recognize the humanity of others and the more this happens the more in some ways ridiculous extreme views appear so once again as I've said so many times Let's find that still centre of our being. Because in that place we can find real generosity. And strength. from a human perspective I think this is where human truth actually lies not in opinions not in agreeing with others or being agreed with not popularity not statistics click through numbers relevance on social media and so I'll quote again from the scriptures may we within the temple of our own hearts dwell amidst the myriad mountains So from my flat on this beautiful day, I hope you have a great day and stay well.